Cyber Threats and Working from Home, a new report by IBM Security. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Charles Henderson, Global Managing Partner and Head of X-Force Red at IBM. Welcome back, Charles. Hey, thanks for having me again. Remind us what you do at IBM's X-Force Red, please. So I run a team of hackers called X-Force Red, and uh, our mission is hacking anything to secure everything. So we, we're charged with making things break uh, at client request. IBM Security and Morning Consult just released a work from home study. Tech Republic's Brandon Villarolo covered this for us in print. Who did you survey and how many responded? So um, the, the survey targeted the employees shifting to work from home. And it was important for us to understand we, we depend in a general sense on the human factor in security, right? And the employees are that human factor, the employees and consumers. And when we had this huge shift, uh, moving to work from home where, uh, you know, enterprise companies and SMBs, you know, you're, you're talking about maybe accommodating half of those employees beforehand with the possibility of working from home to moving to a, you know, 75 to 90% range of actually working from home concurrently. And what this meant was that you had a huge shift in the way business was being done. And that human factor was changing. So what we really wanted to get after was, how has that human factor changed? How has, um, you know, Sally or Joe employees day-to-day uh, -day changed as it relates to security? You know, what kind of assumptions have gone out the window? How is information handling done differently? What kind of devices are they using? Because that's a huge one too. Um, take for instance, just a simple concept, a call center. When a call center stops being a call center and pivots to a kitchen where an employee is taking a call using a call center application, that is a very different concept from a security standpoint. Now, the customer experience, you know, maybe you have a longer than normal wait time for the call. The customer experience isn't that different. You're still on a call with someone in a faraway place that you can't see, but your information is no longer contained in a physical area where you can depend on physical security. And, and this implication uh, for that business um, it's really unexpected in a lot of ways. And the priority has to be business continuity. That call center can't just stop taking calls when they, when they realize that they've got to pivot to remote, remote delivery while they find a secure way to do that. So business continuity is the first step. And then security becomes the second step after you've already moved and pivoted to remote work. And, and what this means is, as is often the case in security, security became the afterthought. Security is something you see in your rearview mirror and you realize you left one of the kids at the last rest stop. So you have to circle back, pick up security and bake it into everything you're doing. And that means there are new controls on that call center app. There are um, 
new controls on the devices. And that means all those adversary simulation and detection and protection measures that you have baked into your environment probably don't apply anymore. I mean, it, you know, if you think about it just from the simple standpoint of understanding your adversary, your adversary understands you, you pivoted to remote work, but maybe you don't. You mentioned the call center scenario, which I think is an excellent example. What are some of the other studies, key findings? So, you know, one of the key factors is that, that a little more than half of employees now are using personal devices. And, and I don't just mean like your mobile phone. I mean computers. I mean, um, obviously more than that are using home internet, but computers, laptops, devices for their day-to-day -day activities, okay? And that means that, that the confidential information is being stored on those devices. And only about 60% at, at, at an enterprise level are getting additional training on how they need to secure those devices, what measures they need to take working from home to enable security. Um, and, and if you think about that gap, that means that a significant number of people who have pivoted to working from home are treating it exactly as they treated working from the office, which, which is a significant gap and should be keeping mo most uh, CISOs up at night. Does posting photos of your work from home set up on social media endanger remote work security? I, I, I suppose it depends on your work from home uh, 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 environment. It depends on how many documents you have printed out. But what, what I think is even uh, more concerning is that your work from home environment is suddenly also your daycare. Um, it's your favorite restaurant. It's probably your only restaurant unless you've started getting out into the world again. Um, and it, it's a multi-use facility. So if you think about uh, where we've gone um, as uh, uh, in the enterprise, we've gone from having our own office space that was dedicated to your enterprise to sharing an office space with at least everyone else in the house. And, and as well, not necessarily having the detection and protection capabilities on those endpoints that you used to have as a CISO. So, you know, this isn't the 90s where all we're worried about is antivirus. You know, what, what does an attack look like today? Um, uh, do you have the kind of endpoint protection and uh, MDR and, and, and whatnot that you actually know when your assets, when your information assets are being targeted? The answer is probably no. You, you, we've gone from this castle moat scenario where we were able to have a clear idea where our castle boundaries were, what we needed to protect, to really just sort of scattering our information assets with the wind. And that means we don't really have a really good bead or vision into who's accessing what. What about the social engineering aspect of work for home? What, what vulnerabilities might lie there? Well, you know, when you're, when you're in new surroundings, you tend to notice detail um, a little bit less. That is to say, you're taking in all the newness. It's distracted, a lot of bright, shiny objects. And 
you're not used to it. So everything seems abnormal. And that's, that's really a great situation for social engineering. Um, first of all, you're getting a lot of remote contact asking you to do things with information that um, you may not be used to. So when somebody calls you up and asks you to do something, you're more apt to just say yes, okay? And that is, that is a gold mine for anybody looking to uh, uh, conduct social engineering because what that means is you're an easy mark, you're an easy target, you're gonna be agreeable, okay? Um, what's more, and, you know, it's very difficult to, and not, not impossible, we do it all the time in our engagements, but it's very difficult to walk into a building and have the confidence to be able to con someone into giving you information, okay? It is very easy and substantially lower risk to call or email someone and get that same information. Um, as an example, we've seen it in a lot of uh, executive email compromises. And we've also seen it in things like wire transfer fraud, where people are trying to um, convince people to wire money to uh, a, a fraudulent or a, 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 an incorrect bank account. I, and what's happening here is that employees are at greater risk of agreeing to something when they don't see it as abnormal. And they're less likely to see it as abnormal when they're working in these new surroundings that they're not used to. Um, a good way to think about it is your first time in the restaurant, you don't notice that something's abnormal when you're eating dinner. If it's your every night restaurant and maybe there's an employee that you've never seen before, that's going to catch your eye. Make sense? Totally. So based on the study's findings, what mm -hmm. security recommendations can you offer those who are still newly working from home? Well, first of all, start thinking about the changing landscape. So, you know, one of the things we tell our enterprise clients is engage in an adversary simulation. Now, um, if you don't feel you're ready for an adversary simulation, at least engage in a threat modeling. The purpose of that, and the, the thing that employees can even benefit from, is understanding that the threat landscape changed when you stopped going into the office, okay? Meaning the, the, the attacker is going to take a different path to get to that same information. They're after the same information, but they're gonna take a different path to get there. Understanding that path, understanding that it's more likely to be social engineering, it's more likely to be going after the endpoint, and that endpoint is less likely to be protected by the enterprise, and detection capabilities are gonna be somewhat muddled. That lets you know that there's going, that the attack techniques are are going to be less centralized. And that, that changes a lot in terms of how you protect against those attack techniques. That also means that um, you need to think about how, um, how things have changed for the assets that you use, such as say a, that call center, let's go back to that. You look at the application that they use um, that, that has the customer records and all of that that went from an internal only application that was only accessible by uh, uh, terminals within the call center to in many cases, an open web application that may or may not require a VPN for you to connect to um, that has that same information. That is a much different 
landscape. Um, that means that that application has to be tested much more thoroughly um, to ensure that it is resilient to attack. Uh, you know, if you think about somebody going into a call center, sitting down at a terminal and start hacking on that application, that's something that somebody that owns that call center is probably going to notice much more readily than somebody attacking their application over the, just the plain old internet. And what we've done is we've taken a lot of applications that um, were secured to be in a controlled environment and we, we've made them available either over the internet or at least over a VPN or a remote connection. Um, and that's drastically changed the, the protection profile for that target. Charles Henderson, Global Managing Partner and Head of X-Force Red at IBM. Thanks again for joining us, at Charles, and for giving us some insights of the study. If somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to copy the study, how can they do that? Well, until I get on TikTok, you can find me at uh, Angus underscore TX on Twitter. Um, I, I, uh, um, I'm, I'm fairly active on Twitter and usually on topic. Um, you can also follow X-Force Red on Twitter. <laughs> Charles Henderson's uh, TikTok takeaways. Uh, thanks again, Charles. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.